0: he was meditating on the ruination of lives. Of the two under current consideration, the demolition of Hallis's was easier to accept, because the man was clearly mad. If he had taken the stand at his trial and told this story, and in the same reasonable, how-can-you-possibly-doubt-me tone of voice, Bradley felt sure Hallis would now be in one of the state's two maximum-security mental institutions Instead of awaiting sequential injections of sodium thiopentol, pancuronium bromide, and potassium chloride, the lethal cocktail Needle Manor inmates called, "Goodnight, Mother. But Hallis, most likely pushed over the edge of sanity by the loss of his own child, had gotten at least half a life, It had clearly been an unhappy one, beset by paranoid fantasies and delusions of persecution. But to bend an old aphorism, half a life was better than none. The little boy was a far sadder case. According to the state medical examiner, the child who had just happened to be on Barnum Boulevard at the wrong time had been no more than eight, and probably closer to six or seven. That wasn't a life. It was a prologue. McGregor led Hallis back, chained him to his chair, and asked how much longer they'd be. Because he didn't want any lunch. But I wouldn't mind having some. Not long, Bradley said. In truth, he only had one question, and when Hallis was seated once more, he asked it. Why you? Hallis raised his eyebrows. Beg pardon? This demon? I presume that's what you think he was. Why did he pick you? Hallis smiled, but it was a mere stretching of the lips. That's rather naive, Counselor. You might as well ask why one baby is born with a misshapen cornea, as Ronnie Gibson was and the next 50 delivered in the same hospital are just fine. Or why a good man leading a decent life is struck down by a brain tumor at 30, and a monster who helped oversee the gas chambers of Dachau can live to be a 100. If you're asking why bad things happen to good people, you've come to the wrong place. You shot a fleeing child six times, Bradley thought. The last three or four at point blank range. How in God's name does that make you a good person? Before you go, Hallis said, let me ask you something. Bradley waited. Have the police identified him yet? Hallis asked in the idle tone of a prisoner who is just making conversation in order to stay out of his cell a little longer but for the first time since this lengthy visit began, his eyes shone with real life and interest. I don't believe so, Bradley replied carefully. In fact, he knew they hadn't. He had a source in the prosecutor's office who would have given him the child's name and background well before the newspapers got hold of it and published it, as they were, of course, eager to do. Unknown Boy Victim was a human interest story that had gone nationwide. It had died down in the last four months or so, but following Hallis' execution, it would certainly flare up again. I'd tell you to think about that, Hallis said, but I don't need to, do I? You've been thinking about it. It probably hasn't been keeping you up at nights, but yes, you've been thinking about it. Bradley didn't reply. This time, Hallis' smile was wide and genuine. I know you don't believe a word of what I've told you, and hey, who could blame you? But just for a minute, engage those brains of yours and think about it. This was a white male child, the sort of kid most apt to be missed and eagerly sought after in a society that still values white male children above all others. The kiddies are fingerprinted these days as a matter of course when they start school, to help ID them if they're lost, murdered, or abducted. I believe in this state it's even a law, or am I wrong?